0: shotglassdigital.com
1: Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Rock Out Loud. We are the rebels of the Goloverse. I mean, I know I'm part of the whole thing, but you know what I mean. This show is the rebellious child with, a, you know, with like a, I don't know, an earring in his elbow and, you know, spiky hair and tattoos on his fingers and just, you know, leather jacket wearing, spike studded collars, everything that I'm not. That's what this podcast is. And we want to welcome at this time the, if I'm the tracks, she's the train man that keeps this thing rolling just right. She is the woman about whom every power ballot is written. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and yours, Kristen from Jersey.
2: Hello, everybody. I wish every power ballot was written about
1: me. <laughs>
2: In my head
1: it is. Well exactly, see, so it works, it works. It wasn't that it wasn't that bad. It wasn't it wasn't that bad of a, a, w- a little white lie. Why can I not talk? What is my we'll deal? Go.
2: We will go with that white lie all the long day though.
1: I hear you. you, want, you know you what you gotta have a reputation for something. Yeah.
2: Makes it makes me seem a lot more interesting.
1: I'm gonna let this breathe real quick.
2: one of my intros
1: i did i did I, I dig it i dig what you did Kristen. put some work in and and put some not that you never do but you know what i'm saying
2: i was gonna say what are you saying
1: Steve? no well i'm saying that you put some work in and, and made a few <laughs> intros and i figured we'd try them out and see how they say i love them i love what you did i like i like the direction and sooner or later we'll come to the thing that we're both like this is it yeah right this <laughs> is the rock out loud intro so that's one of the harder things about coming up with a with a podcast you got the name the name is always the hard thing for me first and mm-hmm. then how are we going to do the intro so yeah
2: intro's got to hook people
1: yeah you got well you know every good song has a good hook exactly and that's what happens <clears throat> when it when it happened. I'm just okay I just saw Doc Zinn's <laughs> stupid comment in the chat I can't look at the chat anymore <laughs>
2: <laughs> which one the one he just posted or Yeah. Just Steve one? has
1: trouble with a female when she's eight states away I imagine Doc Zinn pulling out a map and counting to make that <laughs> joke that's what I imagine Doc Zinn doing in the chat that he literally said alright I gotta find a map of the United States and he decided to go do that and count alright there's South Carolina North Carolina Virginia and okay eight eight clips so
2: you know he did he's the ultimate troll i said that to him today on twitter i was like you're the ultimate troll and i he, kind is. of commend you
1: <laughs> and i do also need to give a shout out to Christopher vertichinal who's a big member of the chat big mem- member of the Golaverse, uh the mixer zoo crew whenever we have a live show he actually sent us the clip uh with the dude talking there uh and and he told me where it came from i have to pull up the email but um but uh, he it it comes from a movie and it's like, please do not turn down your radio, which you will hurt it. But I'm just saying that's
2: <laughs> just in case you didn't like retain it.
1: Right. In, ca- in case you have really, really hard times with short term memory. um, I, That's what that's all about. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, how are you doing, Kristen? I haven't really talked to you in a while. I mean, we've talked on the on the internets and everything, but not not uh, not like this. Not mouth. Uh, how do I say this? Talking.
2: Via, via the Skype? Thank you,
1: via the Skype. I almost said not mouth to mouth, but that's not
2: <laughs> I was like, Are we in a Seinfeld episode? What? I don't know what's going on. I'm not giving him mouth to mouth. Well, you're the one that landed on top of him. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I've been I mean I've been good. I mean, I have just kind of been living like no cra- like no craziness. I am going to Journey and mm-hmm. Steve Miller on Sunday, so I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Oh, wow. Journey and Steve Miller?
2: Yeah. Oh. And apparently it was really good. There were these girls that I met the other day and they were all wearing Journey shirts and I was like, "Did you guys just go? Like did you see them at uh, PNC?" And they were like, "Yes, it was amazing." And I was like, "Okay, like talk to me about Steve Miller because I'm not getting that whole like, I'm not getting that connection. And they were like, it's amazing. You will know, like, every song he plays. It's mm. incredible. So I was like, oh, 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 okay. And they were, like, 14.
1: Yeah, Steve Miller's one of those artists that always surprised me because I apparently do know every song that he plays. Um, it's like, its it, I always knew the songs more than I knew the band, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, uh oh, really? What? Yeah. Fly Like an Eagle? What?
1: Right, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> abracadabra jungle love take oh the God, money my and Abra run
2: Dabra, he sings that yes wow yeah all
1: right but, <laughs> <laughs> everyone it's thinks heavy. it's everyone thinks it's just the joker but oh, it's not
2: it's so good and and you know christopher calling me out in the child lift cops Kristen's going to a concert i know it's just so rare yeah, it's, it's so rare that i go see someone live
1: well someone's got to stay up on the live shows
2: you're going to you're going to be seeing maybe the premier concert of the summer.
1: Well, I you know, and I heard. Did you listen to the the interview with Phil Collin yet?
2: I didn't get a chance to, but okay. you could tell me all the things cause well, I can listen to Death Leopard <clears> interviews for like 78 well, hours. Well, you need
1: you need to check it out. It's really interesting because Chris Jericho, who most people know as a wrestler, also has a little band named Fozzy, and they um he had Phil Collin on his show, and they talked a lot about. Def Leppard. They're friends. They have a relationship prior to him being on the show, you see. And so it was a real casual, good conversation to be having. It wasn't like a typical interview. But he mentioned in the midst of it that KISS is closing the show. Yes. So, Every night. Yeah. So that's fine. That's good. That means we might get out of Atlanta quicker. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I'm i more looking forward to Def Leppard than I am KISS.
2: I think it's kind of going to be like when I saw um, Def Leppard and Heart. I feel like, I feel like they're like the fan bases are not going to really stay for one another. I feel like the Kiss crowd's going to be a late arriving crowd, mm-hmm. and the Def Leppard crowd's going to leave early. Like I really do because there's a lot. They've gotten a lot of flack for this bill, both bands that I have read. Like people yeah. aren't really stoked on it.
1: I'm stoked just to see Def Leppard.
2: Me too. And,
1: and you know, and, he, and he talked about you know how do you guys come up with your set list and everything. And he said, well, you've got to have your hits on there, and then we'll throw a few deep cuts in. But once you get all the hits on there, it's hard to have time to, to do the deeper cuts. And they talked about doing the tour where they played um, Hysteria, and Pyro, well, did they play Hysteria and Pyromania.
2: They did his, They did all of hysteria and then they were their own opening act. They were they their did own. And they all their deep cuts.
1: Yeah, he talked about that. He talked about being the dead flat. Uh, what was it?
2: Dead flatbird.
1: Dead, yeah, dead flatbird. Yeah, dead flatbird.
2: <laughs> That's on the DVD. And it's honestly, it's like the best part of the DVD because I'm just sitting there, I'm like, oh my God, good morning, freedom. Oh my God.
1: Well, I and just, what's funny ugh. is like he talked about how there were a lot of people there who. He said, you could tell they weren't into Dead Flatbird, and they didn't realize it was us. Yeah. You know, and and so Chris Jericho says, even with the one-armed drummer? (laughs) You know?
2: (laughs) What could possibly give it away anymore?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and he tells the story behind Dead Flatbird and why they chose that name to be their own opening act with and everything. And he said it was really cool because, you know, they had the curtain up, and it was very, you know, just some lights, you know, and, and nothing nothing really major showy and then when Def Leopard comes out, curtain drops, big lights, big production, all this other stuff. So
2: that production was absolutely beautiful. Oh I can't wait. They need to do another residence eight.
1: So well, I don't know what that is. Oh at uh
2: in Vegas. Oh
1: in Vegas, yeah. Yeah, he talked a little bit about that. Viva hysteria. And yeah, buddy. um yeah, I would lo- see that's the kind of thing I would love to do that kind of thing and, and get out like That's, I would like to be able to go to Vegas when some of these people are doing these residencies, not to go gambling crap, but just to go see these shows.
2: Seriously, Def Leppard does it, Steve. Let's do
1: it. Next time they're out there, I'm down.
2: Yep. Let's do a rock out loud Def Leppard edition. Yes.
1: Well, I think we should try to bootleg some music. Yes. While we're at these various concerts. Um, I'll bring my handy dandy handheld recorder and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and go to the sound guy. And be like, "Hey, can you plug this in and just hit record for me?" You just uh,
2: hook a pal up, bro. Come on, yeah, come on,
1: man, come on. This will be good. I do a podcast. You can be on it. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, before we jump into our emails and stuff, I do want to mention the Patreon campaign uh, that's going to be taking place. We launch it on June 28th. It's for the entirety of the GolaVerse. Patreon is an is a, I almost say organization all the time, but it's a it's a service. Kind of like Kickstarter, only what it does is it provides you the opportunity, you the listener, to pro- provide you the opportunity to jump in and help out with the show to make it better, to make the things that you love better. And basically, it's through finances. Um, I feel like an idiot every time I start bringing this up, but we are, I'm doing this because I really want to make these shows the very best they can be. I've got ideas for how I'd love to have this thing set up so that you know cuz i do a lot of fade especially with this show now that we use a lot of music there's a lot of fading in and out that you know if i had an extra two or three things around here it would sound great like we we would be awesome we would be serious xm Kristen, would be getting in touch with us to do a show on octane or hair nation or somewhere like that
2: heck yeah i mean
1: that's how that's how good i think we are and how good i think we can make the audio and stuff be um you know and, and we're talking about uh, getting equipment, you know, for everybody in the Goliver's who helps out. We're talking about doing stuff to to really make all the shows better. It's going to be at Patreon.com/slash/GeekOutLoud. Now on the 28th, we're marathoning all of the Goliver's shows, starting at 10 a.m. with the big Honkin show. Buck Thompson will be. Present and accounted for that morning for the big honking show, and we're rolling right through that afternoon, evening, into the night, rocking into the night, rocking into the night. And, um, sorry, and Rock Out Loud will be represented that day, yes, we will. And uh, we will be rocking out. Do we want to say what we're going to be talking that day or just kind of hold off?
2: No, let's just say that it's something that. Everyone's been waiting for
1: I think it is something everyone's been waiting for I know we've been waiting for it And we've intentionally held back And this just seems like the perfect um, Perfect day For it It's a
2: special occasion, you know Yeah,
1: it really is So uh, check it out and and look And and also with that uh, There is a pitch video Because there are other people who use Patreon and, And kind of peruse around and see if there's stuff They want to support on there and there's a video that, that I need to attach to it that'll tell what is the Goaliverse and what's it all about. And I'm asking you, the the listening audience, if you would, uh, if you have the time or the inclination, send a 30- to 45-second video to me at geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com, pitching the Golaverse as if you were pitching it to someone who'd never heard of it, who didn't know what it was, and uh, and what you love about it, what you enjoy about it. And that's going to all be assembled in a video that'll be accompanying um, that particular Patreon campaign So I uh, would appreciate your support And uh, being around Drop in and out as you can on June 28th It's going to be fun all day long There will be a schedule posted uh, Next week In fact of the day's events And who and what's going to be happening um, Where and when So that you'll know what shows are going to be happening At what time
2: It's going to be good times I'm really proud of myself that my video is actually 45 seconds That was hard
1: well, you did a great job. Kristen yes. sent one in, and she's the only one so far. So
2: <gasps> no, uh, guys. Yeah, true.
1: Together. Well, I mean, I'm not going to listen. People have lives; they got to do stuff, and I'm not going to get on anybody's case. Yeah,
2: but I have a life. <clears throat> I I work twelve hours every I day. I know
1: you're. I'm not saying that you don't have a life, but I'm just saying <laughs> you know you're more invested in this. So you know, I am. Yeah. So, uh, but any help you guys can give with that, it, it'll be muchly appreciated. And of course. Uh, once the campaign, once the Patreon campaign has been launched, um, we'd really appreciate your support to in that end, because I think it's going to be, um, it's only going to make all of this stuff better. My ultimate goal is to one day uh, wake up in the morning, do some exercise, you know, get get my morning stuff out of the way, sit down, and do podcasting for like eight hours a day. And... You know, so that there's always content. There's always something going on on the on the streaming. There's always you know live rate your live internet radio of the GolaVerse, whether it's me or whether it's other people who've jumped into the GolaVerse kind of thing. So that's you know, and this is just kind of I feel like step one in that. So there it is. All right, we've got some emails, Kristen.
2: Yes, we do. We got a few.
1: We got several, Uh Dylan mcmanus writes well let me start with this one let's not start with dylan's because dylan dylan's kind of long let's start with christopher's christopher titchenell writes and he says steve i was surprised that hulk hogan's theme song real american did not make your list for pick me up songs (laughs) well i don't really i don't i i mean we had to narrow it down so you know i was just kind of throwing in more i was trying not to make Kristen mad i'd already thrown some hansen in there um (laughs)
2: Which just made me happy.
1: But of course, Kristen uh Christopher goes on to say, Kristen, you were perfect as always.
2: Aw, oh, thank so, you.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, really I'm not. <laughs> uh,
1: Timothy Hill writes in and says, Hey Stephen, Kristen, love the show of Pick Me Up Songs, especially nothing but a Good Time. And thought I would share a few more that I would have on the list. The first is Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves.
2: Yeah. That's uh, that's you know it's not rock, but yeah. It brings a smile to your face every time.
1: Well he says I don't think it's possible to be in a bad mood by the time that song is over. It may be on the border of rock and pop, but I dig it. The second is Dude Looks Like a Lady by Aerosmith. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: The beat, the horns, the guitar, everything about this song picks me up. Another one that gets me going is The Spirit of Radio by Rush. Okay. <laughs> Silence. I mean, well, I mean, I was waiting on you to respond to Rush. I watched that documentary that's on Netflix about them and was just super intrigued by this group. Um, <laughs> they, I, you know, I know all of their big hits. I know Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. I think I know Spirit of Radio. Isn't that
2: Living in the Living? No, that's Limelight. Oh,
1: that's Limelight. See, they all sound the same to me, even though they're <laughs> much different. Thank um, you, kind of. Um, his voice was the thing that always. I don't know it's like it's a perfect rock and roll voice but at the same time i i always struggled with it you know
2: no i could see like i have i i don't know i singers that are very like it's just the same all the time Mm -hmm. like they don't reach crescendos and stuff and i'm sure he does in songs that like aren't as popular but it's just very like monotone yeah in a singing voice
1: well, he goes on to say, from the gar- from the guitars to the drums and everything in between. For me, it doesn't get better than that. The last I know, uh, you won't care for. It is uh, sunshine, or it's Good Day Sunshine by the Beatles. Hmm. Yep. Nope. It, it can totally pick me up when I'm having a bad day, and your hatred of the Beatles can't take that away from me. <laughs> 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 Look, you I can't respect take anything away. Yeah, I respect the Beatles. You know, yes. it's it it's not a it's not a lack of respect. It's just I don't enjoy them. Now, with the Patreon campaign, um a a a pledge of a certain amount allows you to produce and appear on the rock out or the Gulliver show of your choice. So Matt so
2: Crowder So Matt Crowder, come on.
1: Yeah. Well, Matt Crowder has said we're going to do Beatles out loud. Um <laughs> he's threatening us. So there you go. Um we'll see. We'll see though. We'll see what happens. Um, bald-headed Rod emailed in. Oh
0: Jesus! He says
1: I've given I have given much grief to the Hanson selection. I stand by it. I want you guys to know that I do enjoy a wide variety of music, and he he attached a screenshot of the top twenty-five most played songs in his iTunes library. Here's the top twenty-five most played in my iTunes. I did reset the plays on a few of my wife's Taylor Swift songs.
2: There is your violation right there, mm-hmm. buddy. I don't yep. care if it's your wife's.
1: That's right. Well, hold on. You will find no Hanson and no Great White. I don't understand the Great White hate, by the way.
2: No, like, do you know what happened to Great White? Like the fire in Rhode Island? Come yeah, on, bro. Yeah.
1: I don't think there are any hair bands on this list. It's a little off as I recently reloaded my PC so the plays started over. See, the, there's a lot of iffy stuff going on here. Some, yep. <laughs> some more recent songs show up on this list rather than some of the older ones, hair bands. I will defend my list and make sure that Hanson and Once Bitten never make it on there. What is wrong with once bitten twice shy? Just such a hater. And then he goes on and says, P.S., the Taylor Swift might have been mine. I find her delightful. Yeah, see,
2: there you go. You lose all credibility with me, bro, because that, uh-uh. This is not a safe place to talk about here, Taylor Swift. Absolutely
1: here, not. I'm going to run through these real quick. The Boxer, Mumford & Sons, number 25. I'm going 25 to number one, okay? mm mm-hmm. uh, Help, I'm Alive, Metric, uh, Home, Edward Sharp, and T. Oh, I play that song at work a lot. Okay, roll me away, Bob Seger. Below my feet, Mumford and Sons. Tenth Avenue, freeze out. Springsteen's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some chords, Dead Mouse. <laughs> Five thousand candles in the wind by Mouse Rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: these are really rocking songs. No, wait a minute. We he's, all know these people. He's
1: listened. Well, Mouse Rat is the band from Parks and Recreation.
2: See, I don't watch it's, that show. Okay,
1: it's Chris Pratt's band that he has, and it's just 5,000 Candles in the Wind, I believe was a song dedicated to a miniature horse. <laughs> Anyhow. And uh, that's
2: bit better than One's Been Twice Shy. That's right.
1: Well, and it's number 18, which means he's listened to it more than he has these other, more than he has Bruce Springsteen's 10th Avenue Freeze Out.
2: Violation. Violation.
1: Three Little Birds, Bob Marley. Nope. We got three Springsteens in a row from 16 to 14. Rendezvous, Where the Bands Are, and Rosalita, Come Out Tonight. Mm-hmm. Kiss With a Fist, Florence and the Mo.
2: <laughs> the Machine. The
1: Machine, all right. Uh, Major That's Tom. That's
2: really rocking, by the way.
1: Okay. Major <laughs> Tom, Shiny Toy Guns. Night Moves at Number 11 by Bob Seger. Roll It Up, The Crystal Method. Rob. Rod, I mean, look. <laughs> I like house music as much as the next guy, but come on. Come on. (laughs) You're going to dog me for Hanson, but you're over there dancing with glow sticks to The Crystal Method? Please.
2: And Taylor Swift.
1: And Taylor Swift. Let's not forget that. Uh, The Stone, Dave Matthews Band, The Rising, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Drown in the Now, Crystal Method. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. There are no more Springsteen songs on this list. Okay. So all
2: hope is lost.
1: Yeah, so he's got Crystal Method above all the, He listens to Crystal Method more than he listens to Springsteen.
2: Yeah,
1: no. Uh, Flynn Lives uh, from the Tron Legacy soundtrack by Daft Punk. That is a really good track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Idea of You, Dave Matthews' band. I Gotta Give him Props for his number four. Heartbreaker by Led Zeppelin. Uh, Hold Me Up, Live. Live was actually a pretty decent little band from the 90s. I say little, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Thunder by the all Prodigy. The
2: nineties are little.
1: Thunder by the Prodigy and number one, Catch and Release by Silver Sun Pickups.
2: Yeah, bro. N- next, mm. sorry. Yeah, I
1: feel like I feel like your credibility, Rod, has been lost to Dog R. Hansen because of yeah. all your Crystal oh, Method. You. you know, all of your Crystal Method. There you go.
2: Thank you for sending that list. So now we know. Yeah, whenever na- you make na- fun of us. Nope, never. We're just going to brush that off.
1: He's really going to hit me in a little bit later on. Um, <laughs> I've got I've, I've got another song to tick you off. Oh
2: Jesus, uh, he's probably gonna like <clears throat> hate me. Hello, look at my list. Our well, both of our lists couldn't be more eighties. Yeah, well, so.
1: it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. fun. Uh, this one comes from Dylan. Now he always always giving us his thoughts on the stuff that we talk about, and we appreciate Dylan for taking the time to do so. And because he takes the time to do so, we read. Dear, and he's in the chat. Is he? Well, welcome Dylan to the chat for the first time. Yeah. Feels like the first time Dear Steve and Kristen Once again thank you for reading my email on the podcast Much love I'm here catching up on your show while Thor the Dark World Is on mute playing in front of me Here's some thoughts on some things you mentioned Now I wonder What it would be like to take a movie like Thor or Iron Man or any of these And just start listening to I don't know What kind of music would you listen to To see how it alters the, the look and feel Of that movie
2: well, you could do either really, really sad stuff.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
2: Or you could do like disgustingly happy. So when some you could do like walking on sunshine. Yes. With, like when he's really, really when... bad stuff happening, you're like, What?
1: What? In Thor the Dark World when he's pushing through all that ether stuff at the end. Yeah. Walking on sunshine. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then he jumps up and hits him with that spike in the hammer. Don't it feel good. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: Someone please do that. We have enough listeners. Someone please do that on YouTube.
1: Ah, here's some thoughts you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, he mentions, we, we mentioned Muse. He saw them in Vegas in 2007 at the Vegas Festival. Uh, he saw 15 minutes of their set. He said he was rushing to see Iggy and the Stooges play Funhouse on one of three stages. Who puts Queens of the Stone Age Muse and Iggy and the Stooges on all at the same time? I don't know. I guess whoever arranged that festival.
2: Someone that doesn't like you, Dylan.
1: I really dig the album that had Uprising on it. I think that one was called The Resistance. I got in their past catalog after that. I'm such a fan. I even have that track that was on a Twilight soundtrack they did. That's what you mentioned last time, right? Supermassive Black Hole.
2: Dig that song.
1: (laughs) Please don't judge. We don't judge you because it is a good song. Yep. My Chemical Romance, one of the best songs that that came around the past 10 years or so. I noticed their stuff off of Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge from My Nephew. Yes. Helena being an absolutely beautiful dark track with a killer video to boot.
2: hmm
1: Their opus is always going to be the Black Parade.
2: Yep, almost killed them. <laughs>
1: uh, he says it is required listening for anyone who's a fan of the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Queens a Night at the Opera, and Pink Floyd's The Wall. Hmm, yep. that's interesting. It's reme- a
2: concept album. It's a really great concept album. Yeah. And they when I when they did the Black Parade Tour, they did it from start to finish, and they kind of like acted a lot of stuff out on stage. It was really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: He says, uh, I remember washing dishes and hearing the track Mama for the first time and thinking to myself, Self, they're doing Pink Floyd's The Wall on this track. It is the best concept album in the past 10 years, beating out the Holds, Hold Steady's Separation Sunday and Green Day's American Idiot. Says F- I, yes. He says I was. i think Green Day's overrated anyway. He says I was lucky enough to see them twice live, first on the Project Revolution tour with Lincoln Park, and then on the joint tour with Blink One Eighty Two. I couldn't yep. believe they opened for Blink One Eighty Two. Mm-hmm. It was an odd fit for me. I left after MCR set was over. Last... That was
2: a rowdy crowd too. Like, whew. I was like, really? <laughs>
1: People
2: were like having sex next to me. Oh, I'm wow. sorry. What? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Who does like? No.
1: Wait. I'm scared to go to a to a show now. Um, the last, so you're
2: seeing Def Leppard. Oh, older yeah. People. You're no, that's fine. true.
1: That's true. We'll all, we'll all party responsibly. The last of their set was Cancer, and it was fitting and poignant because it proved to be their last tour, and they broke up a while after. So sad. He finally mentions kids rocks all summer long. He says, I do love this song, but I think everyone forgets that this is a cover slash mashup of two songs. That's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Leonard
1: Skinner's Sweet Home and Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. Just my two cents. I do think a lot of people forget that, especially around here. Everyone hears the Leonard Skinner. They don't, they miss the Werewolves of London, though. And I always just want to look at it and be like, ah Werewolves Werewolves of London. London. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm under the weather and it's late and my meds are kicking in. So I'll finish your episode tomorrow. Like he's listening to the episode and (laughs) riding along. And we appreciate it, Dylan. So here's part two. Um, (laughs) He says, Mbot by (laughs) Hanson. Here we go. Which not necessarily supposed to be included on the pick-me-up song list, guys, but because it didn't tick Kristen off, I guess we accepted it. Uh, He says, although I don't have this on my iTunes, I understand it. I have ABBA, New Kids on the Block, and Spice Girls on my iPod. See, there you go.
2: See, that's someone that has a Mm well-rounded taste in music, Rod. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and he likes the Spice Girls. Um, He says, respect for standing your ground. I'm not going to say anything... Sister Christian by Night Ranger, a classic rock radio staple. Check out the version that opens the film Rock of Ages. Have you seen Rock of Ages?
2: I haven't, because I, except for Russell Brand. I hate everyone that was cast yeah. in that movie, and I just can't. I want to see it live like on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So.
1: I think that's the way to see it. Now, I will say this. Tom Cruise did an outstanding job.
2: Yes, I heard Tom Cruise yeah. did really good. I don't hate Tom Cruise like yeah, a lot of people I don't do. I either. know that's probably not, no, not good for my cool friend, No, we're on whatever. the
1: same page. I don't hate Tom Cruise. I don't love him like some people who absolutely love him do, but I don't hate him like people do either.
2: Yeah, Tom Cruise was the stat, like yeah. an amazing stat. I can't hate a man for that. That's
1: right. <laughs> oh, I steal that movie. When they kick in at the end to the cover of um, yes! Simply for the Devil, oh, that's what made that movie for me.
2: I assume I need no introduction.
1: Mm. I'm going to give you the choice I never had. Nothing but a good time by Poison. Something about this on a Friday night while you're getting dressed before you go out kind of song. It's another mm-hmm. one featured on the Rock of Ages soundtrack. It was pretty. I'll say this. They do open up with Sister Christian by Night yeah. Ranger. And I and I felt like as they started to sing, I'm like, this should be the Muppets doing this.
2: <laughs> the Muppets make everything better.
1: Well, because it's so, it is a musical and it was done like a musical, you know, and and that was the only song, really, they did that. And then they missed a real opportunity because the main character's name is Sherry. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and so her and her boyfriend kind of get together, fall apart, get together, whatever. And they completely, and they had some journey stuff in there, but they completely missed the opportunity to be like, Oh, Sherry, I love... But they didn't. Um,
2: Such a good song, I too. know,
1: I know. Uh, all These Things That I've Done by The Killer, something about this song just pumps you up. Maybe it's that bass drum beat. Also, you have to sing this song in the car as loud as you can while driving. Yes. Kristen described this this song spot on. Seeing this song performed live with hand claps and the chanting is something to be experienced. Yes. He says, I'm curious, Kristen, to know what you think of the song Tranquilize. I love that
2: song song. It is it's like it's kind of dark and eerie, and then you have like the little kids being like, nah, 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 and it, it, it's so good. It's so unkillers like, but it's amazing.
1: Um I, I can't speak to it. So anyhow.
2: <laughs> We're gonna get Steve on the Killer's train, guys. Just uh,
1: so- He brings up Euphoria by Def Leopard. That's the whole album. He says I'm intrigued by this selection. I'll check it out next time I go CD shopping. When we put the uh the links on Uh, underneath the show notes at geekoutpodcast.com, if we ever have a Def Leppard song, I just have to include the album that that song's on because a lot of their stuff isn't available uh, for MP3 download um, Mm -hmm. because they've got the rights and everything. They talk about that on that interview. I was just mentioning earlier, too, by the way.
2: Oh, yeah, nice. Mm -hmm.
1: The Jet Set Life is going Apparently, what it is, Kristen, is they, in their contracts, when they were making everything up, had they retained the right to... Uh, give approval when any new format came along. Okay. So like from vinyl to cassette to CD, like they had the last right of refusal or the first right of refusal to go to that format. And so with this, they looked at the pricing situation and how much money they'd get versus how much money the record label or iTunes or whoever would get. And they're like, "Mm, no, we're not going to do that just yet until we can negotiate something better. So they'll be there eventually. 20 years from now Yeah, once they're dead Uh, The the Jet Set Life is Gonna Kill You by My Chemical Romance I think I confessed my love for MCR in the last email It's nice to discover a song I might not have noticed before Thanks All Right Now by Free Just a 70s AM radio goodness coming through your speakers You start singing right after the first guitar chords ring Paul Rogers had that raspy singing style that no one can imitate Challenge accepted Uh, (laughs) Wait, that wasn't a challenge Love on the rocks with no ice by the darkness. I've never heard this song before. It's a good pull. Rockin', yeah. Rock and roll train by ac I have yet to hear this album, but I dig what you have played. Another one for the CD shopping list. I know I've mentioned before, but please check out Powerage. It's my favorite ACDC album. It's a good one. I, I'm not. I guess we'll have Let's to be
2: real though. Does ACDC have a bad album? I
1: don't think they do. They have albums that make me feel the that make the conservative Christian in me feel bad. But other than that, everything's great. <laughs> I have a song that's going to do that tonight. Yeah, I know. Candy's... (laughs) (laughs) Right off the bat, by the way. (laughs) yeah, Not easing anyone in. That's right. Jumping right into it at first. Candy's Room by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. You've just seen the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, house-rocking, earth-quaking, booty-shaking, Viagra-taking, love-making, legendary East Street Street Band. Band. Yep. Uh, Nice pick with the live 75 to 85 version. I've been very fortunate to see him and the E Street Band perform this at least once live. Uh, if this was on a 45 record, I think Candy's Room is the A-side and Roulette is the B-side. Roulette's
0: so good. If and
1: when you guys do a Springsteen Rock Out Loud, is there any way I can be a part of it, please? We may have to have a call-in segment for you there, Dylan, um, just because of all the hard work you put into your emails. Crazy Nights by Kiss, yes! Without question, this is a feel-good song. It's the 1980s version of Rock and Roll All Night, I Love 80s Kiss too. Truthfully, my feel-good songs are ones that make me feel kind of evil. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only feel-good song that comes to my head right now is Four Simple Words by Frank Turner off of Tape Deck Heart. Check it out when you get the time and let me know what you think. Another great episode. Keep making them, and I will keep listening. And that's from Dylan McManus. So thanks, Dylan, for taking the time to write in. And one final one from our good friend, the chatroom derailer. Doc Zen, who sends in bad music moments. This is Doc's experiences with music that may not have been so happy. I feel like I should play the Sad Hulk music right now. I know. There was a girl I liked at work. I tried talking to her about Batman. She wore a Batman shirt and it went okay. Then, score, she wore an I'm on a boat shirt. So I went up telling her how much I enjoyed Lonely Island. Well, come to find out, she had no idea who Lonely Island is. I did not know T-Pain had done the first song. Actually, till then, I didn't know who T-Pain was. The look on her face as I tried to explain who Lonely Island was, well, it was not great. So awkward, and not really talked to her a lot since then. (laughs) Bless your heart, Doc Zen. We'll take all of those we can get, buddy. You send us... A... yep
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, every week. Do it up,
1: <laughs> and uh, and 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 we may send some of ours in. So, all right, Kristen. On this episode, we are talking power ballads. Mm-hmm. Um, the the rock anthems, the slow jams from from guys who should be rocking out and uh, and move you in a way that, uh, to me, a good power ballad is going to move you as much as their rock, and, rock anthems will move you. Yes. Just in a different way. What to you constitutes a power ballad?
2: I think Joe Elliott from Def Leppard sums it up really well when he says that, you know, most metal bands wouldn't touch the word love with a 10-foot pole, but they chose to, and, like, you have to, I don't know, man, because that's an emotion that everyone experiences. It doesn't matter how metal you are, even if you hate everyone except you love your dog. Like Everybody experiences that feeling, so to like, have a song that has like, that gravitas and that edge to it at the same time oh, it makes my heart sing.
1: Now, why is it different from Celine and Mariah belting out a song?
2: I mean, do we really need to answer that?
1: Because let me tell you something. Now look, I know I'm I know that I like the rock music, but when Celine belts out some power of love, my lanta. It's good stuff.
2: Wow. See so you just lost your man card. <laughs>
1: well, come on now. Who doesn't yeah. come on. Okay. Come on.
2: <laughs> they, don't have, like, the day, they don't have that gravitas. You, they, they, they don't have, you mm-hmm. know, there's another word that I'm trying to say <laughs> that they, I can't. They
1: don't time. have the power. They don't yeah. have the raw, screeching vocals
2: exactly. of, of these like, guys. Like some of these songs that we're going to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. like, and it's not even just about love. Like, we're going to talk about songs that are just like, they are about emotion and they are yeah. about like a certain like, point in time, yes, and, yes. you know, just having that edge, and just that, like, that badassery, you know, mm-hmm, like, Sleeve yeah. and Mariah, I don't think anyone's going to be like, yeah, those guys are such badasses right there, <laughs> but, you know, Def Leppard, people are going to be like, yeah, uh-huh, they're great, I love them, like, bros are going to be like, Def Leppard rocks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, um, <clears throat> I've got some, I've just noticed that in my set list, I've got some things out of order, so, I don't know. How this is going to work
2: Are you still going to tick me off with the first song? I line? am,
1: I am I actually have a question for you Because I'm about to play a song that includes Three guys who I think are rock and roll guys I don't I don't think they're necessarily pop guys And I'm just wondering you know. And they came together for one song To make kind of a power band To make kind of a super group And, and I'm just wondering if, if this song From the great movie The Three Musketeers Is a power ballad or not <laughs> It's called All For Love Sting, Brian Adams, Rod Stewart. When it's
0: love you give. I'll be a
3: man of good faith. And love you
0: live. I'll make a stand I won't break. I'll be the rock you can build on Be there when you rose to
3: heaven to hold when there's love inside.
1: And I feel like everyone should sing. Let's make it all for love, all for love. So, my question is is that a power ballad? Um, well,
2: you had me until Sting.
1: Oh, come on! Sting no. and the
2: Police? Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> uh, you've got Brian Adams, you know, Summer of 69. You've got Rod Stewart, who, you know, name it. Um, yeah, if you, you know, whatever. Um, Maggie Mae,
2: stay with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah,
1: stay with me. My Atlanta, stay with me. Uh, that song he did with the Temptations back in the early 90s. It was so good. Um, it was more pop, though. But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great song.
2: I mean, it kicked into it. I mean, they kicked in. It started to rock, but I just can't get behind anything that Sting does. Why not? I just, I don't know, I don't, I really don't get the hype of the police. Okay. How everyone's like, Sting, they're so great. I'm like, why are they so great though? And his voice just like, oh, it kills my ears, man.
1: Really? I think he's got a pretty smooth voice, to be honest with you. I I don't have a problem. I'm not like a huge Sting. I'm not going to come out. The only Sting that I absolutely love is the wrestler Sting. um, Okay. Who actually owns that name, by the way, the copyright of that name, but um i
2: used to love his makeup his makeup was awesome yeah he reminded me of the crow
1: yeah yeah we'll see i knew him before then um when he was all colorful and everything uh <laughs> daniel lindy says sting is a poor man's phil Comic. <laughs> <laughs> the trolls are out tonight That's good. that is so good that is so good bald-headed rod size but bald-headed rod you cleared off Taylor Swift to try to protect your reputation. We're not. We're not accepting your criticisms tonight. So. Yeah,
2: seriously. <laughs> we, if, if we could like mute you, we would.
1: All right. So it didn't tick you off. Just kind of caused, left you scratching your head a little bit. Yeah. Okay. We'll find that one. We'll find the one that ticks you off eventually.
2: <laughs> it's your goal now. It's your it mission is. in life. It
1: really is. I've become the Doc Zen of the podcast. So.
2: <laughs> Heal, Steve.
1: Our first actual <laughs> song here is uh, Kristen's pick. It's uh, by the great band Bon Jovi, and it, is, it does make the conservative Christian in me feel very uncomfortable. It's called Living in Sin. set my mind at ease, Chris, and this song is not him just saying, let's live in sin forever. He's just saying that, hey, I don't need all of these social tropes to prove my love for you.
2: Yes. I think the song is definitely inspired by his relationship with his then not-wife, his then girlfriend. Right. Because, you know, like, there's a lot of religion in Bon Jovi songs, and like you could tell like, that is definitely an influence on them. And, Like I can just imagine like people being like, you know, you should marry her and make an honest woman out of her and just like I don't need I don't need to sign a license to like say that we are together and that what we have is right. Mm -hmm. I also love the whole forbidden love angle of it. And I love the music video. A lot, even though it's really <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> but whatever, I could gush about this song forever. I've been waiting to pull this song out for the right moment. <laughs> uh, here it <laughs> like, is.
1: Here it is. Um, this is
2: my favorite Bon Jovi
1: song. Did you? Um, did you? Uh, what? I'm sorry. What album did this come off of? New Jersey comes off of New Jersey.
2: Shocker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shock. Shocking. Now, Kristen, <laughs> I gotta ask you something real quick. This is a total aside, and I'm sorry to uh, to take a tangent real quick. There's a box set called 10,000 Fans Can't Be Wrong.
2: 100 million fans. I'm
1: sorry. 100 million fans can't be wrong. Where did I get 10,000? Do you have that?
2: I don't because that's when I started protesting Bon Jovi.
1: Oh, wow. Why were you... Because of the country stuff or...
2: Because of all that and because, like, at the time that box set was, like, 100 bucks and well, I was, like, 11. I'm like, screw you guys. I'm not doing this. Okay. Um, and it's a lot of demos and stuff. It but is. let me tell you something... Because they're coming out with a New Jersey Deluxe album, and it's going to have like 10 new songs on it, wow. and it's going to come out with a DVD. Who's buying it? Me.
1: Well, you're you've, you're grown up with disposable income now. Yes. <laughs> now, let me tell you something that would tick 11-year-old Kristen off. I got that box set for completely free 50
2: Well, aren't so. you special? <laughs>
1: I, did, I didn't even know it existed. It just kind of came in the mail one day with some stuff, so... I tell you what, I will say this. That's one thing I miss about CDs is um, box sets. Really? Yeah. I, I always loved going to the music stores and stuff and and just looking at different boxed sets. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a complete this. That's a, oh, that's this. Oh, my lanta. You know, and they were always super expensive, but I was just always just intrigued and loved the packaging for most of them and that sort of thing. I just always dug box sets.
2: See, I don't. It's like for me with box sets, I kind of feel like because I had like I am that person. I have every album. So at that point in Bon Jovi's career, I had every album that they that they had. I was like, I don't need those first like six albums. I got them. I love them. Mm. <laughs> <There you laughs> I only really pay a hundred and like fifty bucks. Well, with but see, in their, like gold <laughs> base suits. I like, it's even a cute cover.
1: I understand, but see, I. I didn't have those first six albums. No. <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever I saw something like that, I'm like, oh, I never had these. You know, I had them on a tape somewhere where I had recorded whatever I could off the radio, that sort of thing. But, you know, um, I just I always dug the concept of boxed sets. Yeah. I really liked them. So
2: Two different lifestyles, man. Yeah.
1: I, well, it's different eras, different lifestyles, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, my first pick was I tried to, I really tried to get away from stuff there are a few CDs out there a few compilation CDs the the monster ballads and there was actually a poor man's monster ballads you could buy at Target called Power Ballads and Power Ballads 2 and I I tried to veer away from those as much as I could for all this Good. um just because uh, of how overplayed a lot of those things are but there were some of them that I absolutely love and I couldn't stay away from this is not one of those this is one that I've just always dug uh, since the first time I heard it back Lord, I don't know when the first time I heard this song was uh, Actually, the first time I heard it was uh, Someone actually sitting in our house Playing it on a piano and, Wow uh, Yeah, yeah And I was like, what is that? He's like, it's Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue <laughs> Wrong song
2: <laughs> Living in he doesn't want to stop
0: Dreamer.
3: One more night, and I'm coming on this long
0: and winding boat. I'm on my way, I'm on my way. Oh, sweet.
1: Home. Turn- so, the first thing about this song is I'm a sucker for piano music. I just, for whatever, especially in a rock song, I dig good piano music and a good little... I dig a good piano riff as much as I dig a good guitar riff. and And this song starts with that good... Oh, there's a good fade out for you. Um, (laughs) that, That song starts with that cool little piano riff, you know? And it's simple but you know he just starts singing and this is all about you know this is not just about coming home off the road it feels like you're coming back to a relationship you left or something like that it's one of these songs that i just feel whenever i listen to them, i'm like i'm on my way yeah um and uh and i just i really dig it i think it jams as a power ballad it's and it's motley crew for crying out loud
2: i know you with the motley Pets. i know right in
1: that in that crazy
2: Like this was when Motley was in their glam stage because Motley's had a lot of different stages and they were super glammed out in like the Theater of Pain stage and Theater of Pain is not a good album aside from a few songs like but you know I digress Um, (laughs) and I like like I like how people bought Theater of Pain because this was the song that introduced them to it
0: yeah
2: and they're like then they you know you put the album on you're like wait a minute they're they not all like this they're not all sunshines and rainbows right
1: right right <laughs> well it's motley Crue for crying out loud
2: yeah there's no sunshine and rainbows in motley songs Mm-mm, just no. just listen to their first album which is perfection
1: so but yeah so i just i dig this and like i say i remember the first time uh this dude was at our house and um i've been fortunate in my life that there there have always been outside of just you know outside of my dad and stuff there have been like these older guys who've kind of taken me under their wing um, you know, and, and kind of, they showed me what it was to be cool, even though I never <laughs> quite achieved that. But this dude just came in, he sits down at the piano, he starts pecking out this song, and uh, and he sang the first few bars. I'm like, that's an amazing song. He's like, it's Motley Crue. I'm like, no way. <laughs> and
2: uh, <laughs> they're the band that sings "Shot at the Devil," exactly. aren't they? <laughs> aren't they?
1: The, are they the Doctor Feelgood guys? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anyhow, uh, we move on to Kristen's next pick. It's uh, by a group that I'm not familiar with at all. Wow. Yeah, it's Steelheart. She's gone. on, Kristen. I, gotta, <clears throat> I got something in my eye over here.
2: It's about to like kill it. They're about to kick in real hard with this vocal, man.
1: Alright, well, let's, let's let it breathe in.
2: Let it breathe.
0: Girl, lady,
1: is... And on that day... His throat fell out, dude. This guy's good got a good night. Heartbeat. How I mean, how does one develop pipes like that? There's that great fade out again.
2: <laughs> it's funny too because if you watch any of like unplugged or any live videos of Steelheart, he sounds exactly like the record. He just is in. Sane, and I love it. And I saw that someone in the chat, Cal in Arizona, was like the the initial like steel heart choice. I'll never let you go, and that song's awesome. But I wanted to do. I like songs that are angsty. So when you cheat and you screw up on your girl and you put that into a song, I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm all about that kind of song.
1: <laughs> well I uh, it had everything that I did coming right out of the pipe you know coming right out of the gate it had the uh, piano going mm-hmm. and uh, and then it kicks in to that awesome man I, you, you talk about power ballad. to me, that's what makes it right there is when it hit that that drum and like rattled my headphones, you know and hit that guitar solo and then when he those vocals man. Yeah. He, you want to talk about a goozle being up? His goozle was like popping out of the top of his head.
2: <laughs> you need to check out Steelheart, Steve, because they're they're definitely a rockin' band. And have you seen the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg?
1: I have not.
2: Okay. Well, the dude from Steelheart is Mark Wahlberg's vocals in that
1: movie. Okay.
2: So obviously Wait, mean- it's a it's a lot more rock like quote unquote rocking. Like it's not so much of that falsetto. Yeah. Um, but his range is just so crazy. Like it's like a metal band. You mean Mark Wahlberg
1: it's- didn't do his own own vocals?
2: I know, aren't you shocked?
1: Feel it. Feel it. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs>
2: he does at one point, but it's when he's like purposely trying to be bad and get fired.
1: You just rock my world. <laughs> Man. All right. Um well we move on to another one that is I screwed up song. Basically. And this is one of those, it's one of those popular kind of played out ones, but I dig it. And, and for a lot of reasons, not because I necessarily dig, I don't know, I just like this song so much. And uh, it makes me so sad and so happy at the same time. (laughs) It's Don't Know What You Got by Cinderella. Things uh, from the live chat and if you don't listen to us live you can by going to www.mixer.com slash big honking show one uh Yitsi called me out and said something about my intros to each song you could insert any song and they would fit (laughs) I feel like that's not nice I feel like that's very I'm not that generic thank you very much now tonight on the number two spot no that's not me come on please um And uh, then Carissa said, Steve sounds like this guy.
2: (laughs) That's a compliment.
1: Yeah. I I was like, okay, all right. (laughs) Let me, the quote actually made me laugh. I laughed over the song. Carissa actually says, I mean, that guy sounds like Steve.
2: (laughs) You knew Steve first, so yes. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) Doc Zen says, It's not nice, Steve. True, but not nice. Hmm. All right. Well,
2: Cinderella, another band from my area.
1: Oh yeah, are they from Jersey?
2: They're they're like a Philly Jersey band. Okay. They were discovered by um Bon Jovi.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they were like, "Hey, you guys are really good." Yeah. And I mean, Cinderella's another band too where, you know, the first cover of their album, they're all like glammed out, but that album like kicks so much tushy It's so good.
1: You know what's funny is a, a lot of the hair band stuff when you see these guys it doesn't sound anything like what you hear from these guys yeah um i think especially of twisted sister because my real first big exposure to twisted sister was peewee's big adventure <laughs> you know what i'm talking about The scene what i'm yes. talking about count on me you're gonna burn in here and i uh, song so much <laughs> and i was just like wow that doesn't look like they don't look like they would be singing what they're singing right now yeah. Uh, you know, and so that's the thing about the hair metal situation is, is that whole glam rock thing. That was, that was more style than looking like what we sound like or looking like what we're singing about. Yeah. Um. It was just the, it was a, I don't know what it was about. It was, there's a glam bands are, are the reason there's a hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> all of the all of the hairspray they had to use for their hair and stuff. I mean, even you look at uh, early Guns N' Roses stuff. You know, oh yeah, and the same thing. So, um, well, the
2: thing was, it was the, it was the MTV era. It was yes. the MTV generation. So it was like, all right, you better look good because guess what? No matter how good they are, bands like you know Foreigner and bands like Boston. Guess what? They didn't get played a lot on MTV. Who mm-hmm. got played? The bands that had like a look and a style and an aesthetic. And those were the bands that got on there.
1: Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Um, how did I just have something come through on my Skype that's not supposed to? I'm talking way too much. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's Cinderella. Don't know what you got. It's one of those classic, you know, everyone knows power ballads. Um, I'm, de- You know, I've definitely got to throw some of those in here. But I just, it's the same thing as that She's Gone. Now, I feel like She's Gone does a little bit better. She's Gone captures the real pain You know uh, A little bit better than Don't Know What You Got But Cinderella, it's just uh, It's simple lyrics, it's good stuff I dig it So
2: Heartaches come and go, but all that's left are the words Uh
1: mm. Now we move on to Something I was actually kind of surprised And relieved at the same time It's a pick by Poison And whereas everyone Else would go to Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Nope. <laughs> which which I understand I enjoy every rose has its thorn, but I am sick and tired of everyone every rose has its thorn.
2: Preach, Steve.
1: Um, it's just so played out. Everybody that learns to play the guitar, that's one of the first things they start playing, you know. We both last silently little- I'm like, shut up!
2: It's like the scene in Wayne's Row where he starts playing Stairway. It's yes, like, no. no
1: Stairway. I just, I just want to look at the kid, and be like, "You are the
2: thorn on
1: the rose." But anyhow, <laughs>
2: get off my lawn. But
1: yeah, <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah, but you picked uh, this one. It's something to believe in. Which again, it does. Some of this stuff does make me feel a little. You know, it makes the conservative Christian in me feel a little iffy. But that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> something to believe in by Poison.
3: Lanes. He tells me believing Jesus steals the money from my hands. Some say he was a good man. Lord, I think he's seen. Yeah, yeah. 22 years of mental tears, cries suicidal Vietnam and war on a foreign show shore to find his country and to want him back. The boldest took his best friends in Saigon, our lord took his wife, his kids, no regrets. Any time I don't remember in a war he can't forget. He cried, forgive me for what i done there because I never meant the things I did.
1: I was being actually, uh, Doc Zinn in the chat was being threatened that if I should turn this song down and talk over it, uh, we'd be in that Doc would be in trouble, but uh, we got to roll on with the show. <laughs> and this is the format of the show it, it, We do have a formula we go by around here So uh, this song is different because it, it's almost like a It's it's almost like a protest song in some ways It's very much, it, it's it's not the love song, you know, power ballad that, mo- that you're used to This is more about, here are the things that I'm feeling, here are the things that I'm thinking But you give me something to believe in
2: Yeah like, this song, it's, it's about, like, two different events. Like, Poison was really, really close with their road crew because their road crew, they were touring all the time, so they were always with these people. And their main bodyguard, they, like, you know, got super, he got super into drugs, and they found him one night in his hotel room, dead.
0: Mm.
2: And it, like, it wrecked. Brett and the band like they were completely just distraught and then so when he says you know my best friend died a lonely man some Palm Springs hotel room that's what that's about and then it's also about Brett's I believe cousin who went to Vietnam and you know experiencing it's like that whole born in the USA thing how it's like you know the veterans came back Mm -hmm. from there and were kinda shunned by a lot of people cuz a lot of people didn't believe in the war and didn't really accept those people back like they should have. So I like that it is kind of like that protest song. And I've come to the conclusion, I just really like songs titled something to believe in because Bon Jovi also has an amazing one that makes yeah. me cry.
1: Well, this is, I, this is one of those songs that I just feel it from the moment. So there's something, again, I go back to i sucker for good piano. Yep. <laughs>
2: Lots of piano today. There is,
1: there is. And, and the way I don't know what the style of playing is. Carissa may be able to tell me, but there's a way he's playing at the beginning that has a very one note just seamlessly rolls into the next when you're hitting those keys and it and it has almost a twang to it's a it's a way that i hear people play the way they hold out a note the way that you know they they make the keys work so that it just sounds so cool and you just begin to feel it mm-hmm. you know the minute that thing starts up and um Honestly, I prefer something to believe in. Oh, you know, of course, I obviously I do because I was kind of trashing it before. I prefer something to believe in over every rose.
2: Yeah, um, I do too. I, I almost picked Stand, which Dylan was asking in the chat earlier if something to believe in was a CC or a Richie Kotzen. Um Something to believe in is CC, but Stand is Richie Kotzen. Stand is a really good song too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Now we oh, hit.
2: Chris answered. Do what's that? Carissa answered. She says that that is a contemporary jazz ballad style. Much of it is improvised.
1: Yes. Okay. There you go. Thank you, Carissa. I dig that contemporary jazz ballad style, where a lot of it's kind of improvised. And uh, yes. <laughs> oh,
2: Steve, you put that so well. It was mm-hmm. very eloquent of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, here's another one I picked. We're about to get a we're about to get a one-two punch from Warrant.
2: Which and I'm so happy.
1: <laughs> we've got and we've got several one-two punches in the mix now. From here on out. Yeah.
2: I could have picked five warrant songs. Like, let's be real. Well,
1: I mean, they're they're good stuff, but this is the one that everybody knows. And as much as it's probably played out, I can't get enough of it. When it comes to power ballads, uh, this is "Heaven" by Warrant.
3: You've got a picture of your house, and you're standing by the door. Black and white and faded And it's looking pretty warm I see the fact that it worked So wet it in the back the Memories are great But man, they're really coming back I don't need to be the king of the world Long as I'm the hero of this little girl
1: catching a lot of flack for this in the chat. Oh, well, um,
2: they can just
1: suck an, an egg. It yeah, yeah, like I can't. Uh, Bald headed Rod says I picked this because of all the sinful stuff earlier.
2: Yeah, you have to counter. You have to counterbalance. My yeah, stuff. well,
1: you got to get to heaven somehow. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's not by living in sin.
1: No, no. I love the line. Uh, I don't need to be the king of the world as long as I'm the hero of this little girl. Yeah. Uh, because I, I have, also- for so long in my life, had a hero complex. And I feel like where I've, let's just be real. This is going to be the first time I'm real tonight. And there'll be another moment down the road. Um, The, the, I've always, my problem in relationships has always been, I want to fix, I want to fix, I want to fix. I want to come to the rescue. And then once I do that, it's like, well, what now? (laughs) (laughs) um, and, And so, but I do love that line. I love that little line. And I mean, Warrant just has such a good sound. The harmonies and the vocals and everything is just top-notch.
2: Yeah, they were, and I feel so bad it angers me that so many people only know this and yeah. weren't as the Cherry Pie Band because their albums and their lyrics, like even Dog Eat Dog, which is, you know... 92, so that was not the time to be an 80s metal band. Yep. And Doggy Dog has stuff like Bitter Pill on it, and it, oh, it, they're just so good. And seriously, if anyone that is listening to this podcast, if you have not heard a lot of Warrant songs, seriously, seriously, seriously check them out. Amazing songwriting and amazing songs beyond, you know, cherry pie in heaven. Mm-hmm.
1: And speaking of coming to the rescue, uh, with a deep cut from Warrant, our next pick by Kristen is by Warrant. I Saw Red.
0: Ooh, ooh,
3: yeah. Oh, it must be magic how inside your eyes I see my destiny Every time we kiss I feel you breathe your love so deep inside should fall they'd be easy to replace I will lift you up to heaven and you would take their place when i saw them when I opened up the door I saw red. my heart just spilled onto the floor then i didn't need I saw yours. I saw red I, closed the door. I don't think I'm love you
1: Did somebody die? No, someone cheated uh, exactly. on
2: Danny with Brett Michaels.
1: Oh my Lanta.
2: Yep, drama!
1: <laughs> what is the red that he saw? Anger. Oh, okay. I thought he, I thought he saw something specific. Red, like the red bandana that Brett Michaels likes to wear, something like that. I didn't know to hold
2: his hair in place. That's yeah. right.
1: That's right. No, um, <clears throat> it is a. This is a. Like you can listen to it and be like, someone died. I saw red. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got murdered. <laughs>
2: this isn't happy. This isn't happy. Not at all. at all.
1: Is this the same group that did Cherry Pie? Uh, you know, it's that's a. That's the interesting thing about these kind of songs is you hear something like this and you are like, okay, so they really are putting themselves into their music.
2: Yeah. Janie Lane is like a king of power ballads, like mm-hmm. he really is, and I wish he got more credit. I really do. Like I will preach, I will preach to the cows come home about how fantastic of a band Warrant is.
1: <laughs> well, we might have to do a Warrant show sometime.
2: Oh, I'd be so down. Now, you my... know how will be down? My aunt, <laughs> she oh, was yeah? like, "Oh, power ballads. Like, did you pick all Warrant songs?" I'm like, "No, I narrowed it down because <laughs> <laughs> Your... I could have done that."
1: Your aunt's gonna hate me. She's be like, "He doesn't let you. He doesn't let you express yourself enough."
2: No, my aunt will be like, I can't believe he picked Heaven.
1: Well, well, I mean, it's just <laughs> you got to pick some of the. You listen, I'm here to give everyone the hits.
2: Yes, and I'm here to give the deep cuts.
1: That's right. We know <laughs> our roles on this show, and the great thing about some of these topics is we can swing back around and hit them again and again and again.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and we can expose people like you. You know, there are people in the chat. I remember one time we were in the Big Honkin' show, and you played. Jump by Van Halen, and people were honestly like, no, who is this, though?
1: I know, that blew my mind.
2: So it's like, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, okay, Kristen, not everyone is like you and has every band's discography. Like, some people don't know Heaven and all that sort of stuff. And if playing those songs gets people to, you know, buy those records and appreciate and love that music, I'm down for it.
1: And speaking of picking the deep cuts versus the hits, uh, in our next One, Two Punch, I have to say... I picked a little bit deeper cut than you did on this. Oh, you totally band. did. So, <laughs> uh we start with um our journey one two punch. And uh wait a minute, is that next? Let me look at my thing here. I'm confused. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh th- I, I know what I did then I left a song off that it! on the on the rundown. So, let me uh yeah, we'll just do with what we got here on the rundown. <laughs> uh this is still they ride by Journey.
3: Jesse rides through the night Under the main street light
0: Riding slow Now nobody knows this day Times of change
1: I just feel this song. I, Journey is one of those groups that you know everybody knows. Don't stop believing. There's a great fade out. Everyone knows. Don't stop believing. Everybody knows. Uh, you know, uh, separate ways.
2: Any way you want it. Any way
1: you want it. They know those songs. But the thing about Journey is, is they are a a great jam band. You know, when they cut loose and, and break into solos and that sort of thing is amazing. And two, vocally, they're so good. Steve Perry was an incredible vocalist. Still is, I assume. Uh, but uh, incredible vocalist with Journey. And and his vocals on this are what sells this song for me so stinking much. Um, you just You just feel it as he's singing it.
2: Steve Perry is like the main event. Like, he's such a powerhouse. It's such that, like... I don't know, man. It's that signature voice. And you're right. Like this song, it's like it takes you, like it, I don't know. You feel like you can just kind of fade away Mm -hmm. with the song. And I know the obviously, Steve Perry's not in the band now, sadly. But the drummer of Journey, he will sing this song occasionally. And he's another great singer. He's not trying to be Steve Perry, but me and my aunt definitely have geeked out watching videos of him being like, oh, I hope they play this when we see them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love the song I absolutely love the song in fact um, that, you know, I, it's a little bit of a cheat when I say it's a deeper cut because it is off their Greatest Hits 2 CD that I that I actually pulled this from uh, on my iTunes and um, the idea is that what I'm trying to get to here is there's a lot of stuff off of their second Greatest Hits album that I like more than their first
2: isn't Stone in Love off the second oh, one? yes yeah, Stone in Love is perfect.
1: And it's probably my favorite journey song.
2: Ditto.
1: You know, I mean serious business. Like I I do love all those big hits, you know. I should be tired of Don't Stop Believing, but I'm not. Anytime it starts playing, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm there. Um
2: Right. I'm ready to just sing the yeah, crap out of this. Yeah, song. it's
1: like I think before it starts, I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired of this song. But then it starts, I'm like, okay. Uh you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but uh but but they but this stuff and, and a lot of their deeper stuff i just they are such a good band all the way around and uh if you haven't explored journey you should so yeah. um <clears throat> the next song i was surprised i was shocked that you had this on your list
2: really why because it's a single
1: because of yeah because of how much of a big hit it is
2: oh but it's so good steve
1: yeah it is it is i'm not i'm not saying it's not good and had you not stuck it on there i probably would have so i was kind (laughs) of like yes okay i can go for this other one uh this is of course faithfully by journey oh rats it. i do feel like we should all just sing along (laughs)
3: highway run until the midnight sun wheels go round and round on my mind restless hearts keep alone night sending all my
1: talk about stone and love a minute ago being like number one on my list and you said yours too and it being perfection. but this as far as ballads go
2: oh it's it's incredible
1: i mean this this really is and and it's and it's his vocals it's the subject matter it's the way it, the song is written and arranged it just is so stinking good and you know and someone mentioned in the chat open arms yep i mean that's another great one by journey
2: you can you can do a journey ballad another one, you know? It's like, all right, let's keep doing it. Let's do, like, 20, because we got them. <laughs> we're we're
1: going to have to just do a journey e- episode at some point as well. I mean, I know we want to do all these things, but uh, that's definitely got to go on the docket soon after the Patreon launch day.
2: Oh, it's so going to happen. So, I'm a sucker for any road song. Like, I'm a sucker for, you know... Metallica wherever I may roam to, you know, Avenge Sevenfold, Dear God, to this. Like I I don't care if it's a road song. I absolutely love it. Just I don't even care what the subject matter is. Like turn the page, don't like it, it's it's all good. So I love that this is like a love song and a ballad about, you know, keeping everything together while you are on the road. Like, you know, love and a music man ain't always what it's supposed to be. You think it's gonna be glamorous and then they're never there. That's always fun. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Being a part ain't easy on this love affair. Um Daniel
2: That's Le- my verse I always go to. It's amazing.
1: Daniel Andy asks a question. He says, Isn't this a ripoff of the song You Don't Own Me? No.
2: Um, no, but You Don't Own Me is pretty fabulous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird.
2: <laughs> Daniel Andy, I thought I thought I knew you better than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Rod's, we, we picked up, we, we piqued Rod's interest because you're talking about road songs mentioned, turn the page and he's like, play some Seeger. Not tonight, buddy.
2: Not tonight. There's no balance. Unfortunately, unfortunately. like there's no Springsteen tonight either.
1: Uh, this is a song that I had in on the playlist and I didn't throw in on the, on the document I sent you. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's Slash and Miles Kennedy and it's called Starlight. Kristen, I'm almost scared to ask you this um, because this is actually the most modern song on the list right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm almost scared to ask you how you feel about Miles Kennedy. Why? Well, because I never know. I never know if I'm liking someone that's not cool or not. You know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) Well, here's my thing. I am just... I'm not hip on Slash and Miles Kennedy, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you that Probably they are one of the most played bands on local rock radio here. Really? They get played all the time. And when they come through town, people go crazy. Like people are so stoked for them to come through. So I feel like I'm missing something where I'm not like, oh my God, bananas over, over them. Mm -hmm. But
1: well, number one, his vocals are just freaking amazing to me. And They released a few videos a few months back of an album that's coming out about the making of an album that's coming out later this year, and it showed some stuff with Miles in the studio. And it's just effortless the way that he does these things, the way that he gets that goozle up is just effortless in studio. And I'm just I'm blown away. You know, my brother's a vocalist, and and so I watch him, and you can tell when someone's singing how much they're putting into getting out the music that they're getting out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times to hit some of the stuff that he's hitting and do some of the stuff that he's doing, you know, you you can see they're getting it from their gut and just letting it reverberate up their spine and through everything that they are. And he's just kind of casually just hitting that stuff. And I absolutely am just impressed as I'll get out by him. And everyone knows Slash. You know, I mean, you what, there's nothing to say except... Uh, he's just a great guitarist. And, you know, and that, I feel like that's an understatement.
2: And even if you didn't know, like, if you were like, oh, like, if you're just driving being like, oh, like, who is this? You would know from that guitar that it's, it's something, it's Slash and something. Yeah. Do,
1: well, do you remember, um, do you remember when he was with, Vel- when they did Velvet Revolver? Yes. The group. Uh, and their big...
2: So- I dug a lot of that.
1: Yeah. And their big song was, um... Oh, what was that song off that first album that was so big?
0: Fall to pieces. Thank or you. Slither. Fall
1: to fall to pieces. Yeah, was the one I heard, and I'm driving down the road. It's on the radio, and he hits a quick guitar solo, and I'm like, "That's freaking Slash."
2: Yeah, it's you great know? that guitar solo too. And
1: uh, and and sure enough, afterwards, like Velvet Revolver, you know, featuring Slash from formerly of Guns. I'm like, I knew that was Slash, and I played it for. I was a youth pastor at the time, and I played it for one of my kids, and and she was like, "That's Slash." I'm like, exactly. That's you know, and uh, and so I absolutely I dig his guitars in such a way because it is a signature sound, but it's a sound that never gets old. Yep. And and he's always able to do something with it. And this song has such a bluesy, cool feel to it, and it's got that power. And it's just you know, I just I love that song. It's Starlight. It's Slash and Miles Kennedy. It's off um, it's off an album that Slash did with with several people. It's off of just the album called Slash. And he and he did several. Um, he had several people team up with him on different songs, but he kind of found his groove with Miles Kennedy. And I would suggest anyone check out Apocalyptic Love by Slash and Miles Kennedy. And I'm really looking forward to this. I'm I'm sold on this thing that you're not quite sold on. So <laughs> that's okay
2: because I'm sold on a lot of stuff you're not sold on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is like our one. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't really know.
1: <laughs> well, this is this is a song. Starlight's a song to me. It's big honkin' show after dark material. Oh, it's you so know, on a You on know, a, on a Friday night or a, or a night when we've kind of, we've shut the show down, but I'm still doing some stuff, so I just keep some stuff up and play and chat or whatever. Uh, that It's one of those type songs. So anyhow, I don't know if it constitutes power ballad, but I put it in there because I feel power ballad once they hit those big notes and everything.
2: Yeah, I'll accept it. I'll accept it on the list.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, our last, uh, our last one-two punch here is from well, one of the greatest bands of all time. Yep. Um, it is. Uh, <laughs> there are two songs wrote about Def Leppard. The first one is is a I think is the less I I got the hit this time, you took the deep cut on this one I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this song, again I think, and I've talked about this somewhere. I don't know if I talked about it here, or I talked about it on the Big Honkin' Show one time. But this song takes me back to a pizza place here in town. Uh, sitting there in high school with the biggest high school crush I had throughout high school. Um, you know, the my first quote-unquote love, if you will. The unrequited love at that. And I walk over to the jukebox just to send out a subliminal message. And they have this. And so I play, Have You Ever Needed Someone So Bad by Def Leppard. So that's my "Have you ever needed someone so bad?" story. She didn't. I think get, you
2: definitely said it on Big Honkin' Show.
1: Yeah, she didn't get the message. By the way,
2: <laughs> unrequited man.
1: Unrequited love.
2: So cruel.
1: <laughs> oh, but we were best of friends, and so it was good times. But uh, but yeah, that song is like that. The, the thing about that particular song is like I just want to yell at him. Yes, yes, I have needed someone so bad. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And they just don't listen. They keep singing to me. But I love of course it's Def Leopard. It's that sound that they have, you know, that uh that was brought out by I believe the producer Mutt Lang and and it's just it's become kind of their signature sound and um sound. And it's just a, a great to me a great power ballad.
2: It is. And Adrenalize is kind of like the album for ballads. There are so yes. many great ballads on Adrenalize and Adrenalize, I think, is a very underrated Def Leppard album, again, because mm-hmm. of the time that it came out, and it like it didn't have the huge hits, like the really, really like, tons of massive hits that Hysteria had. But, I mean, when you have songs like Stand Up, Kick Love Into Motion, and I Want to Touch You, and all the, like, oh, so flippin' good, mm-hmm. I can't even stand it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and this one, this, this final pick of the night by Kristen off of Adrenalize tonight. So we started with a song that makes the conservative Christian in me uncomfortable, and we end with a song <laughs> that makes the conservative Christian in me uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> we just came full circle. We did. Rock out loud, you we guys. did. Welcome,
1: welcome to the the circle is now complete, as Darth Vader once told everyone, be. <laughs> 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 and all the geeks just woke up. That's right. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's talking Star Wars." Hey, hey, shut up about music. He mentioned Vader. Oh my can't lanta. Listen to this. <laughs> Talk about tonight.
2: I love tonight. So I kind of feel like tonight is like a sequel to have you ever needed someone so bad and mm-hmm. like you finally get them. Like oh. you finally have them and oh. this is like this is your moment with them. All right. And even if it's for only one night, you have them tonight. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's really good, and you know me, I love I love the bass player from this band. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely been like, oh, I wish he wrote the song about me. That'd be so nice. And this song has an awesome demo of it that was on the um, deluxe version of Adrenalize, and it's with Steve Clark playing because obviously wow. Steve, Steve died before yeah. this album came out, and it went into like full like completion and full mixdown, and. It is really haunting and really, really good. And I almost was going to send you that. Can you play this version of it, though?
1: <laughs> you should have. You should have. I totally I- would have. That would've, and that would have been great. I wish you would have sent that to me because we could have at least listened comparatively, done some. I, we could have gotten this
2: you right now. if
1: You want? You can. We well, sure. Go ahead. Uh, send it to the Rock at gmail dot com, where you can send in your comments about the shows that we have and the things that we talk about and the 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 music that we play for you. Or you can be like Rod and open yourself out, out yourself if you will, as a Taylor Swift fan. So yeah, you know,
2: just don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You can <laughs> be do ready that. for everything that's going to come from that.
1: <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Um, I uh, <clears throat> Dylan says no, bringing on the heartbreak or miss you in a heartbeat. No, we have to, we, we don't have six hours.
2: We could, so, we, like, come on, you know we're going to do a Def Leppard podcast at some point.
1: Exactly. So we've got we got time and a half. We're going to do several Def Leppard podcasts. I think, you know, the idea when we started this was like, oh, we can just pick an album and walk through it. And we started picking these topics. And so eventually we'll, pick, we'll start picking albums and just kind of walking through them. There's a lot of stuff that I've got to get reintroduced to and introduced to for the first time. There's some stuff that I've discovered that I really enjoy, thanks to Kristen on this show, like The Killers. Um, uh, my 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 enjoyment and and not just respect but enjoyment of Bruce Springsteen has been kicked up three notches because yeah. uh, because of this show. So yeah, I mean, l- there's going to be a lot coming. Now this is off of the uh, deluxe version of Adrenalize. It's tonight, and this is the demo version with uh, with the late Steve Clark playing on there. <laughs> I was getting lost in that song there for a second.
2: Right, it's almost like they're so similar, but it's almost like they're two completely different yes, things. And yeah. I love the demo version of today. Yeah,
1: it's that's really solid. And like I say, I like for a minute there, I like. Oh wait a minute, I'm doing. I, I forgot I was doing a show. I'm like, oh, we got to get back. Got to get back to the show here.
2: Gotta pull that fader down. Yeah, gotta
1: gotta figure out how to fade this song out now. The problem <laughs> is, <clears throat> let me just open up the curtain about the fader real quick. The problem is, I'm using the iTunes volume control. And it it'll fade down, and you can get a low volume. But once you get to a certain point, it just automatically cuts out. Okay. And and that really bums me out. But uh, uh, I've got another program that I could load these songs up into. But sometimes I have stuff in my iTunes already that aren't compatible with this other program, and so I've just, what I've got to do is get another system in here where I'm actually working off of different channels and everything. But that's coming. You know, that's, that's what Patreon. That's what Patreon's for. Yep. Patreon is so that you can get decent fade-outs in these songs. So So that's what
2: matters. That's That's what makes this song like (laughs) a fade-out.
1: Listen, to me, it is. It's killing me whenever these things just cut off. I hate it. It absolutely (laughs) just drives me nuts when I I hear this stuff. Uh, We're getting a lot of flack in the... Not flack, but a lot of stuff in the... uh, In in the uh, in the chat about different songs that we might have missed or people, and it's not that we missed them; it's that we had to choose these others over them.
2: And it's that Steve only lets Kristen pick six songs.
1: Well, we've only got about an hour and a half or so to do a show, (laughs) so you know. (laughs) I don't want to have have
2: enough. We'll get on. Don't worry, Cal. High enough, we'll get in there somewhere.
1: (laughs) Well, you might be surprised where high enough gets into. So, Um, but anyhow, well, uh, Kristen, what else you got to say? Final thoughts, closing statements about power ballads.
2: I have a heart of steel, and if something can melt that and make that a bit softer, it, it's a winning power ballad in my book. If I feel it and I'm just driving down the road late at night and I'm just like screaming at the top of my lungs, it's like, and like maybe tearing up, maybe crying, who knows what could happen. If that's happening, that is a winning power ballad. And I think we did a really good job at, you know, kind of encapsulating. All the different, all the different kinds of power ballads that are around.
1: Yeah, I, my thing with power ballads is you know, and I've and I've said this from the get go. I like music that I feel, and 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 with power ballads, a lot of times when when you start hitting certain, uh, when you hit the you know the use of acoustic guitar or as I've said already several times the piano. Or just the vocals a lot of times the vocals end up getting highlighted on these things and you find out just how good these guys are um you just feel it that much more and and then the subject matter rolls around and they're just those moments in life where these are these are the perfect songs again just like with the pick me up songs we talked about the road tripping songs we've talked about these are perfect songs for those moments where your heart is just about to burst or you just, you don't know the words to say. So these guys have said them for you.
2: That's all you need. Sometimes I'm at a loss for words here. I'm going to let the music do the talking.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, well, that is going to wrap it up for us on this episode of uh, rock out loud. I almost said geek out loud. Um, We did geek out a little bit. We did. We did. Hey, don't forget, when we post the show, you can head over to geekoutpodcast.com to the episode, and there'll be Amazon links in the show notes uh, to download the MP3 versions of everything we talked about, or in some cases, uh, with with bands that don't have the individual songs out, You can there's a link to buy those albums from Amazon. If you go to geekoutonline.com, there's a general Amazon link uh, that you can click on and click through and shop in Amazon and really help support the shows. Along with, you'll find the schedules every week for recording in the Goalaverse. there, the link to buy t-shirts, uh, the link for the email sign-up, the, the Goal Insider mailing list where you can know all the happenings first. In fact, if we get another shirt going, uh, you'll, be the, you'll have the first opportunity to buy those shirts if you're part of the Goal Insider mailing list. Hey, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Kristen does a great job of running the Rock Out Loud Twitter and the Rock Out Loud Facebook. The Twitter is at Rock Out Loud Pod, at Rock Out Loud Pod on Twitter. Kristen is Xboxing the Stars, and I'm at Steve Gwalson all on Twitter. We'd love for you to follow us and uh, have some fun with us between shows. Facebook.com slash Rock Loud Podcast is where you can find us on Facebook. We'd appreciate you going over there and liking us. Tell your friends about the show. And let them know the good time we have rocking out together here at Rock Out Loud. Don't forget the Patreon campaign launches on June 28th. We will be there rocking out about something that Saturday afternoon. Can keep an eye on geekoutonline.com for the schedule uh, for the Patreon Launch Day Marathon taking place right here at mixler.com slash big honkin' show. We'll kick off that morning at 10 a.m with a big honking show with myself and Buck Thompson. Kristen's going to be joining us later that afternoon. It's going to be a great day of podcasting as we launch the Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And that's all the plugs we've got. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody.
2: Rock on, guys.